Welcome to Job Seekers Radio. I'm Andrew. And I'm Scott. This is a podcast dedicated to providing meaningful support to you to find great careers faster. Whether you're working or not. We are coming to you live from the city of Portland. Well, live when we recorded it. Yeah, live recording. This is the city of roses, though. Yeah, beautiful day in the summer. And we keep Portland weird. Yeah. We're part of the team. We do our job here. Well, so we get a lot of questions about um, job search. And one of the ones that seems to come up over and over again, primarily because they're public events, is job fairs. Often we get the question whether or not to go. Is it worthwhile? Is it a good use of my time? Yeah, we have some mixed feelings about it. Uh, We're not going to say that you shouldn't go under any circumstances, but we do recommend that you put some thought into it and use your time and energy wisely. Now, with that said, job fairs actually can be really good. Uh, They often are known for uh, looking for young entry-level applicants with no prior experience or very few skills that that are specific to the jobs. And the the people asking are often those that come from jobs that have some skills, higher pay. They've been in their careers for a while. And job fairs really haven't seemed to be helpful in their past. Uh, So they ask us, should I bother going? Our answer is a qualified yes. This episode is going to explore some of the thinking behind why. My equivocal answer would actually be no, is that you shouldn't go to a job fair for what you think it's going to give you. Okay. And and that is a job. It's not a job fair or a career fair to get a job always. Okay. My experience with these things is it's typically uh, the company has a different motivation than the people that attend. And that is the company is going in to put on a a game face for the public as a PR move. Not all of them, most of them. is That's one of the corollary benefits. And most of the attendees, the job seekers, are looking for a job. And so there's a disconnect there. And that's not every job fair, but that's most job fairs. And even with the job fairs where that may be true in several of the representatives, I have known people who actually got jobs at these job fairs. Um, Our friend and colleague, Cleon Cox, um, he's the moderator of the Job Finder Support Group and wrote a book called The 50 Most Asked Questions from from the Newly Unemployed. He's the one that, that talks about his mantra of going to events like this, to have fun, meet people, and learn something. If you approach... Uh, a job fair with that idea, you're going to just go and have fun. You're going to uh, meet people. You're going to learn something. You're probably going to have a more open mind to have a better experience there, even if you don't find the job. Now, that's not to say you won't find one, that you never do, but go in with a different approach, you're probably going to have a better experience. So if you go in with the mindset that you're just going to to have fun, meet people, and learn something, that's different than going in as a job seeker looking for a job. Exactly. So change the mindset, change the results. Right. And, And by going in to have fun, you're going in not with the philosophy of what job can they offer me. It's, hey, what needs do they have? What challenges are they trying to, to overcome right. by being at a job fair? Maybe, maybe it is a high volume, you know, high turnover, low paying industry, uh, or it's a 100% commission based industry. That's not for everybody, and it may not be for you, but 
you may know somebody who that is for. So that that turns the tables. It gives you a different approach uh, in terms of how you're speaking with them. The one thing that we can't do for you is to choose your attitude. That's what you take in when you walk in the door. So if your attitude is, I'm, I, I have to find a job here or I'm uh, not a good person, uh, that that is so self-defeating, yeah. right? You're you're coming in putting the stakes way too high. You're not going to have fun. They they call that. it confirmation bias. Okay, so you're confirming a bias you already have that you're unhirable. Right. And and by going to a job fair, you might just be affirming that that is the case when it is totally untrue. Right. If you turn that around, and and as Andrew says, you're not going in to find out about what job they have for me. It's what can I help them with? You are, in fact, being a service to them, hopefully, and changing the way they view you. When you think about uh, talking to potential employers, you want them to see you in their environment. If you're going in to actually work for them in the job fair, it's more likely that they're going to see what you're like in the job. So go in with a different attitude. Go in with a different mindset. You're probably going to walk out with a different mindset. So the first thing is to have fun, which I think we're kind of helping you change that mindset. The second thing is to meet people. Now, you know that there's going to be recruiters there. You know that there's going to be job seekers there. What you don't know is which of these people are actually hiring managers because hiring managers in some cases have to backfill for a recruiter that maybe got sick or is on maternity leave or what happened. Or, or maybe, they may not have a recruiter. Or, or their recruiter might not be, well... Um, Effective. Yeah. So they, they go because they want to meet the candidates and right. that does happen. So part of this process is which category do, do the people that you're meeting actually fall into and finding that out quickly. So early on in the process, what I figured out when I go, if I, if I was to go to a job fair again, is what categories this person is. They're a job seeker. You can identify them because they're typically dressed really nice. They have a stack of resumes in their hand, and they're on the other side of the table. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and some of them actually are, they look like zombies. They look like the walking dead because they don't know where to go, who to talk to, what to say. Uh, and so I would say, you know, sometimes you may just want to go over to that person and say, hey, you look like you're here to, for a job. So am I. You know, let's team up and let's go around to these companies together and introduce each other. Would you be up for that? Right. And so you're helping that person through the process. Right. And it's going to help you calm your nerves calm their nerves. So now, that's not a bad approach. And if you're if you end up following someone or someone is following you uh, talking to the same recruiters and you're overhearing that their skills are similar, you may be tempted to think, "Oh wow, here's my competitor." Well, the, there's a reason why the competition sets up a storefront right next to yours. It's to give the options and to find the better fit for their customers. If you look at the employer as being your customer and you are their customer, that opportunity then to partner with another job seeker benefits both of you to the point of adding confidence. That right there is going to boost your, your prospects of a good conversation. But also, it's going to help you determine whether or not the employer is a good fit for you, depending upon how they react to the, the two or three of you that are walking around together. Now, the third thing is learn something. When you go to these things, will you actually learn something? Will you be open 
to learning something. If you go in with an open mind that you have the ability to learn something new from everyone you talk about, you will learn something. Get in there, ask questions, you know, open uh, open ended questions. We talked about right. that on another podcast in interviewing and in networking. The key skill is asking really good open ended questions. Um, and as you get better, you can ask the closed ended ones. But, you know, you know, something else when you're talking to the recruiters, often we think, oh, we want to avoid the recruiters. We want to avoid HR. And the answer is no, you don't want to do that, because if they are the gatekeeper, befriending them will actually benefit you more. So if you are going into a job fair and actually interviewing them, you're asking them good behavioral interviewing questions like what's it like to work here? What was your first day like? What has it been? How long have you been there? And what it what were the different stages that you felt you've been through? Now, the recruiter may be hesitant to be totally frank with you, but at the same time, if they see that you are asking really good uh, interview questions, they may look at you differently because you are coming in informed. You're, you are able to have the conversations that most job seekers don't have, and it really makes you look better in the conversation that you're having. Well, and the fact that you initiated the conversation is going to take the pressure off of them because typically they go to these job fairs and guess who does all the talking? Right. The recruiter does all the or the initiating of the conversation part of it. Tell me about your experience. Give me your resume. Right. right? They probably already have a script to, to initiate a dialogue right. and you coming in and initiating the dialogue will actually put you at an advantage. Right. In, it's in your differentiator. Yeah. You're going to be different from nine tenths of the people there, if not more. Because you are the one asking the questions. They're not accustomed to that. You'll you'll stand out. Have fun. Meet the people. And learn something. Learn something. You know, what should you bring with you? How should you handle the interactions? What are some tools or things you think um, people should bring to this event? Well, your resume is obvious. Now, most of the time we talk about don't take your resume to a networking event because that gives you an opportunity to follow up with them in a personal conversation. This is the one time where we say, yes, take your resume because that's what they're there for. Be aware that the likelihood of success is lower. It's sort of like the lottery when it comes to the job search, which is why we tend to hesitate to just say yes. Uh, there is some preparation that you want to do. Take your resume and also take contact cards. Sometimes we call them business cards. Same idea. But the idea is to have your contact information at their fingertips. Some best practices might be larger print, uh, 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 firmer cardstock, so that these things don't get lost in the shuffle. Just something with your name, uh, email address, cell phone number, LinkedIn address, right. and, and LinkedIn. maybe maybe your domain of experience, project management or right. talent development or sales or whatever, whatever your area, your domain of experience is, put that on there. That's a minimum. Okay. Right. Um, and so I find that that's really effective to exchange, right? We're here to exchange cards. So that's kind of the business practice. Hey, can we exchange cards? By handing them a card, they feel obligated to hand one back. So it's a good opportunity to end a conversation and move to the next one. Right. Because the idea is how many people can I meet here and have effective conversations with? And so just know which one to hand out, right? So if you have a resume and they're asking for it, well, what, what positions... You know, you haven't even had a conversation yet, and they're already asking for the resume because they want to filter you, right? Right. So, you know, Good point. <laughs> just know when to introduce the brochure, i.e. the resume, uh, uh, and also when to introduce a contact card, 
right? Because most of the, the recruiters that I know, they don't know what to do with a paper resume anymore, right? Everything is online. So they're like, they go to these uh, job fairs and they have a stack of resumes. And they're like, what the heck do I do with these right. things? And uh, we don't want to tell you what they usually do with those they things. They just go in the garbage. Yeah. They go in a recycle bin. Well, I didn't want to tell you, but he's okay yeah. with it. I'm, I want to be honest. The most important thing to take to a job fair is an open mind. We talked about it in the learn something especially, but um, uh, having an open mind, having a positive attitude is going to make you look better throughout that job fair. It's going to help you have a more positive experience. If you're looking to, to have a different experience every time, something new, something beneficial to you, you're far more likely to find it. So come in with an open mind. The other half of that is to look on how you could benefit the other people in the room. It's not necessarily what they will bring for you, what they offer you. If you offer something to them, you look better to them. If you're trying to make an impression, that's a good place to start. Also, not a bad place to start is to prioritize. You're probably going to know the companies that are going to be there in advance. Right. Some show up, some Let's don't, even so. though they signed up. You know, cross your fingers. But you want to have a priority pecking list, right? And go to those companies you have the most interest in first uh, so that you can, uh, you know, maybe you end up leaving early because it's not a productive environment and that's totally acceptable. Sure. But at least you've gotten the top ones that you've uh, wanted to talk to. But I think it's important that you also engage with job seekers that are there because these people could end up getting hired somewhere uh, that you want to work and one of those companies happens to be in the room. And so the more people you meet, the better off you're going to be. And those are the people you'd probably exchange contact cards with uh, or at least contact information. And those that can also lead to friendships that go beyond the the, the job seeking. Uh, personally, I have a number of friends that I've met during my job searches that we have stayed in touch because we've gone through similar experiences. It's not a bad idea to be open to whatever the possibilities are. So what questions should you ask when you're in that environment? The one I would say is, hi, my name is, what is your role in the company? And so that way you're actually getting to the point where, oh, I'm the recruiter for um, HR or uh, I'm a recruiter for engineers or I'm a recruiter for software developers. Okay, now you know who the person is you're talking to and where you can take that conversation. Sure. So it's kind of uh, an opportunity for you to control and start a dialogue in the direction you want it to go. Another question, uh, what positions are you having the hardest time uh, filling or maintaining or retaining? Why do you think that is the case for you? When you're asking about what's going on within the company, that's showing a different kind of interest that actually will be attractive to those who are interested in finding new candidates. Um, if you are uh, in a narrow uh, segment of your industry in terms of the, the role that you're looking to fill, uh, it's a good idea to shift that to ask what is, why is this position open at your company right now or the roles that are there? Why are, or how is your experience with retention of these employees? Is there a lot of turnover? 
You want to find out about the culture that you would be coming into to find out if that's a good fit because ultimately that will affect your experience more than whether or not they actually have the right role. Coming into the right job itself is great, but if you're in a toxic environment, it's not sustainable. I would recommend try to avoid those situations unless you're desperate for the work. Either way, you get a better indicator or a clear understanding of what's going on inside that company. Exactly. That may influence your, your progression through a hiring process or what your next steps would be to get into a hiring process. Right. So those are great, effective questions to ask of a, um, a recruiter. The other thing I would suggest is if you're interacting with fellow job seekers, is say, what brought you here? Uh, how can I help you? Can we exchange contact cards? Right. So getting some sort of icebreaker together or at least a script. I think, you know, we talked about scripting and practice and preparation. So the thing I would practice before going to the, the career fair is what should I say to a hiring manager? What should I say to a recruiter? What should I, you know, and practice my scripts before I go yeah. in there. Um, right. Uh, being prepared will help you far more than anything else you do when approaching a job fair. What questions do you have for us about job fairs? If there's something we didn't cover and you still need an answer, by all means, go to jobseekersradio.com. There's a contact button at the top. Ask us any questions you like. We'd be happy to answer those privately if you don't want it shared. Uh, and if you have details or private details in there that you don't want shared, of course, we'll, we'll answer those um, anonymously. But if you want us to share it on the podcast and answer it that way, we're, we're totally open to doing that. All right. Well, thank you again for... Your investment of time and attention is important to us, and we value your participation. For show notes and resources, you can go to jobseekersradio.com forward slash 022 for this particular episode. Head over to iTunes, subscribe and get future episodes. While you're there, would you please rate and review the podcast? We really want to spread the love here and, and the, um, the reach of the podcast. Uh, so if you know somebody who's interested, share it with them or at least subscribe and rate and review the podcast. Yeah, we really appreciate your feedback. All right. Until next time. I'm Scott. And I'm Andrew. Keep networking. Bye-bye. I'm going to use that now. That's going to be my outro. Oh, no, no, no. Not every time. You'll lose the humor. Oh, Scott.